well, are we getting to that point where people can kind of relax and catch a breath? Well, maybe not if you're still chopping corn or digging spuds. Those guys are still going like crazy out in the field in Whatcom County. And all over the state, too. You know, I was trying to connect with some farmers over in eastern Washington. And I'm like, nope, too busy. You know, whether it's fruit harvest, they're still harvesting tree fruit over there. And then chopping silage over there. And, you know, winter wheat's getting planted and all this kind of stuff going on. Here in Whatcom County, though, the berry farmers are finally to the point where they can kick back a little bit. Uh, even though there's always the fall time stuff to do. Welcome back to the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI with you on your Saturday morning. Glad you're here. And uh, so we, it's time we can finally talk to some of these guys because we've been trying to get them on the phone for weeks. Has it been months now after kind of a wild roller coaster of a berry season? Raspberries and blueberries in particular is what we're going to be talking. We, can finally, we finally got a hold of one person. Uh, <laughs> Todd Vermersbergen. With us, a uh, uh, red raspberry and blueberry grower up in North Whatcom County, a uh, guy I've known since, well, I guess I was four, if I recall, I was four years old when we met, Todd. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, you, you, were, intro. you were five. Yeah, thanks so for you, that intro too, Dylan. Just, uh, you know, we're just kicking back, you know, yep. got a cold drink in our hand. Yeah, that's guess. all you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, but at know, least you answer the phone. Other guys. At least you're yeah. answering the phone now, you know, because, you know, <laughs> middle of July, you know, forget that. There would have right. been no yeah, conversation sure. like this happening. So, for a conversation sure. for a farm, sure. you know, for a farmer. You know, this is kicking back here, you know, that, that you yeah. have 15 minutes to chat with me. Very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go this season? Coming into raspberry season, things were looking pretty good, if I recall. Um, and the market was sounding relatively healthy, like the price was maybe going to be okay this year. And then as we got into June, we saw this bizarre forecast about this heat dome, right? Talk about right. what was going on at that point. Yeah, you know, it was a pretty good spring, um, both raspberries and blueberries. And, you know, we were we were going into June, had some pretty good pollination weather. You know, the bees were out working. and uh, Yeah, you can, yeah, have, you can have great weather during harvest, but if it's rainy and terrible the whole time, you know, the six weeks prior while the, right. the blooms are out and they're needing to be pollinated, right. you can still have a just a mediocre crop. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the spring was 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 favorable. We got to that mid-June point and, you know, there was started to be a little um buzz going about going around in the forecast. And yeah, we got to got to the mid to late um 20s of June. Yep. And that heat dome really really zapped us more on the raspberry side than the blueberry side. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real roller coaster, you know, starting with the spring and then the heat dome and then getting into harvest. You know, it was it was definitely an interesting year. You're so like like no other. Were you harvesting anything when that heat hit? That was still like about a week before most people started. Picking, right. right. So so we've got an earlier variety that was if, if the heat dome hadn't hit, we would have started picking it already. Um, that about that time frame, the last week of June. But we held off. We didn't want to put our, our folks in the field on the machines um, in that, in that sort of weather. So we just waited until, um, after the, the worst of it, I think it was on Tuesday morning. We started, we picked from like, you know, we did like kind of what they do in Eastern Washington. We started at four or five in the morning and got out by noon. I think, I think that day it was only, you know, the high was only 95 instead of (laughs) 
105 yeah, I, or 107 I, the day before so yeah i remember that but. being the friday it was like 90 something saturday was yeah. a, a, a solid hundred it was 105 plus at my place which is by the way for those listening yeah i think i just can like, see your place from here yeah, yeah it's just exactly. up the road from uh <laughs> from todd's field so I, i've been watching everything that's been going on and then the next day was like what 108 uh, mm-hmm. on that monday, monday. Yep. Uh, and yeah. Oh, so Tuesday back down to 95 felt uh, somewhat cool. I mean, anytime I know, and for folks that don't know, this is Dylan Honka, by the way, that, uh, on KGMI here on the farming show, talking with Todd Van Mersberger. And he was my neighbor, grew up down the road from me, still farms down the road from me. My dad farms the other way up the road. <laughs> so we're all from the same neighborhood. My dad's a red raspberry grower. Um, and anytime over the years, when it gets up over 80, he's starting to get cranky. He's like, oh, this isn't good for my berries. Right. 95 yeah, is way too hot. 108. What did it actually do to him? So on our, on our, like I said, we have, we've got an earlier variety, um, and that had a lot of ripe fruit on it. You know, it was ready to go, ready to be harvested. And what it did is, you know, any, any berry that was red and exposed to the sun. So, you know, on the outside of the bushes, um, Mm -hmm. just turned white. Um, I don't know if you know, if you know what a raspberry looks like, obviously I hope everybody knows what a raspberry looks like, but it's got a lot of those little cells, you know, that make up the berry Droplets um, and droplets, exactly. So I didn't know how scientific you wanted to get, but uh, but yeah. So those turned those just fried white and shriveled up. Um, luckily, um, on that variety, it was a younger field, so the plants recovered after three or four pickings. We got a lot of that um, shriveled up white sunburned fruit off, and then we we got into some pretty good fruit for the rest of the year. What did, what did you do um, with all that white fruit? Was it still good for like? I mean, it's good for, yeah, it's good for, it's good for puree and juice, you know, the lower grade stuff. Um, the, the, the taste is still there. It's just not appropriate, you know, for, for IQF or or anything like that. IQF of course being uh, individual quick frozen, the kind of stuff you buy in the bag at Costco or wherever. Well, you get a bag of fruit at Costco. You don't want hard frozen white berries. No, no. No. So, so luckily, you know, we still have some markets for that. Um, we got into some good fruit on the raspberries after that, or later varieties that weren't quite so ripe at that point um, in late June. They were not quite as affected fruit quality wise. And once we got that sunburn fruit off, the quality of the of the rest of the season was on raspberries was actually pretty pretty good. It was just you know the plants got really stressed by that heat. And I'd say, you know, just to kind of bring it down to brass tacks, we were probably down, you know, 40% really? uh, production from where we thought, you know, going into the season we would be. So um, so on the raspberry side, that was disappointing for sure. Um, but, you know, um, every year is different and you kind of take the challenges as they yeah. come. And and uh, luckily, like you mentioned um, earlier, the market is strong for raspberries. So the price was was uh was pretty good so you know we're able to we're able to make it well, to next year and, and hope for the hope for the next year you know and that was the kicker with this whole situation because just as a little bit of backstory and we've talked about this on the program but for folks that don't recall the ras- red raspberry market has really been struggling for the past few years um mm-hmm. in particular and you know there had been talk and we talked about it here on the show about you know dumping uh you know trade you know illegal trade practices potentially depressing the price and oversupply and different things going on in the market um, that had been coupled with some bad harvests in recent years, some bad weather. So that going into this summer, it was like, okay, this might be the one that kind of saves some people. And then with all this loss to the heat, 
it was like, oh, man. And, you know, you, you're talking about potentially 40% loss. You know, I, I'm hearing it runs the gamut from, you know, the farther southwest. You go, you know, folks out more, you know, west of Linden, out towards Ferndale. They were maybe seeing 10 or 20% because it didn't get as hot out there. People right. more close to Sumas were, you know, talking like 50, 60, 70% loss. Um, that's awful. And it's like, when, when, even when we saw this heat dome coming, we thought, oh, great, here we go. You know, finally it was going to be a good situation. And no, we get kicked in the right. butt again. <laughs> but did that, what, what's the talk behind the scenes? Did that um, loss of production due to the heat, et cetera, cause uh, an even further uh, strengthening of the price in the market? Right. So, you know, that's economics, right? Supply and demand, economics 101. So like you kind of mentioned with your talk of dumping and, and trade issues, you know, we are in a global market and there's there's a few other growing regions, um, you know, Eastern Europe, um, Chile, um, that are not having quite as good a luck either with raspberries. So there is, there is a supply um, shortage in red raspberries. So coupled with, you know, Whatcom County being down, there is the hope that going forward, you know, the, with the lower supply could lead to some strengthening in pricing for the next, you know, two to three years. So, you know, that's farming though, you know, you mm -hmm. always, you're hoping for the best. And then if it doesn't turn out, you just want to make it to next year and you hope you, you hope for the best next year, you know, you got to be an optimist to be in this business. So, you know, that's kind of the posture we take. So I'll, I'll ask you this, cause I've had people ask me and I thought the same thing too. I've gotten varying answers from folks. So I'm curious what your answer. Again, we're talking with Todd Van Mersbergen, local uh, Whatcom County red raspberry and blueberry grower. We'll get to the blueberries in just a minute, but with the heat dome and the damage and then the loss of yield on red raspberries, then the price also strengthening, did it make up the difference? The, the higher, you know, you may produce 40% right. less, but if you get enough money for that, you know, you know, reduced crop, then maybe you still, your bottom line is still okay. Right. I've gotten mixed answers from people on that. Yeah. So like on a cash flow year to year comparison, you know, we can't quite make that determination yet, but comparing, you know, season 2020 to the season for 2021, you know, on our operation, we're not on our raspberry side. Um, we're not going to be quite where it was on 2020, but definitely not as devastating as it could have been um, with, uh, like I said, with a 40 to 50% loss. So um, yeah, so it's obviously not very exciting to uh, pick a crop with a bunch of sunburned fruit, mm -hmm. shriveled fruit. Um, and you know, your yields are going to be down, you know, you're keep waiting for that for that big pick to hit, but you just don't see it on the bushes um that, that gets a little depressing but when the price strength strengthens um you know then that can you know now that we're a, a couple two three months removed from it and you start to see <laughs> yeah you know you start to sell you calm down a little bit yep. and you kind of get in the you, 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 kick, you and kick back <laughs> you're looking at numbers yeah you kick back with your mai tai and yeah. take a look at the numbers <laughs> um it actually it actually you know it's not going to be um too far off from where we were That's you know good the last three year average or so, even though the um, last few years have been okay, but correct, not, correct. not great, especially depending on the segment of the market that you were in the, you know, correct. last year, the year before, a couple years before that, especially if you were in the lower grade markets, whether it's juice or, or a B grade product, you were really hurting. Um, 
So, yeah, it, it, does it make up the difference? Maybe not all of it, but some of it. And, you exactly. know, we, we want these local berry farmers to be doing as well as they possibly can. That's good for everybody here in the community, whether you're in berry farming or not. There's my soapbox uh, <laughs> comment for Thanks, a second. Um, again, talking with Todd Van Mersbergen, uh, red raspberry and blueberry grower here on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. And we got to talk about the blueberries because, you know, we've been talking about this heat dome all that right. heat the the uh heat storm as me and rufus lalone called it at the time um it i at the time i was thinking well you know the blueberries will be you know, they have a little thicker skin to them you know they're a little you know they're later than red raspberries they start more like mid-july um, mm -hmm. a lot of that fruit will be green ah, they'll be okay they're likely to to fare better than than raspberries but that wasn't necessarily the case Right. So we've got a few different varieties of blueberries as well. Um, our earliest variety is Duke, which is primarily a lot, like a lot of the acreage in Whatcom County is, is going to be Duke. Yeah. Um, like you said, usually ripens mid July, mid to late July. Um, and we were looking, it was looking good. Like I said, we had some pretty good pollination weather. Um, we had good success with pollination. That's kind of like the biggest thing to worry about in the spring. Um, the fruit set was pretty good. The sizing was good. Um, with blueberries, it was really interesting. Um, you could see it that when the heat dome hit, the berries, that's usually late June is when they're really starting to turn blue mm. and they really, they're really sucking up the, the moisture and yep. sizing. That's, yep. that's a big consideration. And they just kind of stopped sizing. And, and cause you can see it, you know, and you're like, we were thinking, oh man, you know, we're going to, we're just going to have a bunch of small fruit and it's not going to weigh very much because the plant shut down because um, we still had, you know, probably two or three weeks to go before we were going to be harvesting. Mm -hmm. um, on, on our farm, we actually, the plants did um, start to take up moisture again. They, they kicked back into gear. So we did, we were able to get the fruit to size up, not quite as good as we, as we normally can. Yeah. Um, so our blueberries, you know, we thought it was going to be um, a, you know, X pounds and we probably got pretty close to that. It mm. wasn't as far off as maybe some guys. The thing about blueberries this year is it was variable, like extremely variable from field to field. Um, what do you think where, that was? Cause I know f like we talked about further Southwest right. or further Northeast, it, the further Northeast you went, the hotter it got when it was yeah. at the hottest, but it, it's still spotty kind of beyond that variation. Yeah. So the, obviously the biggest variation would be a geographical distribution of the heat. Um, like yep. you mentioned, you know, the closer to the water to, you know, to this, you know, Birch Bay, Puget Sound, you yep. were, yep. um, the cooler it stayed and, um, you know, the less damage you would see in your fields. Um, I got a field that's, you know, closer to Custer and Blaine and we'd had minimal damage out there that you could see. And then our fields, you know, closer, you know, by Everson Sumas, there was some more damage. And then as you got, you know, into Sumas area, the far east point of the county, that's where you really saw a lot of damage in the blueberries. The other, the other variable too was variety. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with raspberries, there's maybe three or four main varieties that are grown with blueberries. There's quite a few, yeah. um, you know, timing of harvest, timing of ripening, you know, you got, you know, like I said, the Dukes that start first, you know, you go into your Rikas, Blue Crops, um, Liberties, Calypso is a new one. I mean, there's pro probably 10 to 12 varieties mm -hmm. grown locally. And that did have a little bit different varieties got hit um, harder with the heat. Um, 
then. Was it kind of random or was it the, the earlier, the variety? To me, it was random. To me, it was random, but nah, it wasn't the earlier variety. Some of the later varieties were the ones that got hit the hardest. You know, I heard Calypso sustained some damage, which is a later variety. Also Aurora, which is another late variety, um, you know, picking in September, um, mid September, early to mid September. So I, I don't know if it was maybe plant material. You know, blueberries are grown pretty much everywhere in North America, you know, Latin America, all across the world, really. So the genetics are a lot more, you know, not quite as suited just to the Northwest. Right. You know, so you maybe have a variety that isn't quite suited to our climate that you plant because of certain other characteristics, right. you know, so that could have had an, an impact on that as well. So all um, in all, um, you guys did okay. I know some others, yeah. again, I we're talking about how this was random. Some people really lost their shorts this year. Um, right. And, and I, you know, my, going out to look at some of those fields and I know I took some pictures, you know, even CBS news got in touch with me at one point, wanted to, you know, some images from, from uh, the blueberry crop damage that happened out here when it got picked up by the media and just going out to take those pictures and video for them it was just it right. looked bad in some spots um yeah. how you're with the uh the washington state blueberry commission as well yes how, how did it how did it uh, come together for everybody all in all is there a sense yet of kind of where production ended up yeah so i guess just reason just regionally i guess i shouldn't I, you know i kind of told my story a little bit but yeah. to put it in the perspective of more of the region which i would include oregon and british columbia as well yeah um in the pacific northwest blueberry region um you know there's a lot of production in eastern washington they obviously were a lot hotter than us even mm-hmm. and stayed they had a lot of days you know we cooled down into the 80s but they'd be over 100 over there for yeah. a lot of july and and, uh, and then you got up into BC and, and when we were experiencing the heat dome, you know, they were as well. And, you know, we talk about Sumas, you know, east mm-hmm. part of Whatcom County, but a lot of their blueberries go up even farther into yep. the Fraser Valley, you know, Chilliwack up into that area. And, and they sustained a lot more damage than we did here in Whatcom. Um, Oregon as well, you know, the, their main area is the Willamette Valley, which is, you know, south of Portland, Salem area where it gets, you know, it, as a trend, it's it's warmer there than it yep. is here. Yep. So they got, you know, into the 115, 117 during the heat dome. So, you know, Whatcom County probably fared in the Pacific Northwest region. You know, Whatcom Skagit County mm-hmm. probably got the least of the damage out of everything as a region. You know, I heard stories of, you know, 50, 60 percent crop loss up in BC and down mm-hmm. in the Willamette Valley. Um, down in Oregon. So as a region, you know, I th- we're going to be down um, 20, 25%, I would say, you know, the numbers are still coming in on production, but. Well, um, and, and people didn't that long ago finish picking with some of those, the latest varieties, exactly. right? It's, yeah, I mean, those will right. go almost up to October. Yes. Yes. The harvest is still, you know, just wrapping up on blueberries on the late stuff. And, and so those numbers, you know, we'll have a better feel for those, you know, coming into, in January. Um, when a yeah. lot of that production reports come in, but definitely our area was, was down this year, um, um, on blueberry production too, not just raspberries. So yeah, Todd, the heat definitely had an effect on that too. Todd Van Mersbergen with us, local blueberry and red raspberry grower here on the farming show. Just 30 seconds left, Todd, where's the blueberry market been at? That's something I know less about than, than raspberries. Um, I've heard that the price has softened, but I don't know what the effect of this down summer uh, is going to be. What are people talking about? 
Right. So the blueberry market's a little bit different than the raspberry market. You know, it's it's very much uh, there's a big U.S. Um, domestic um, production, a lot of production in other parts of the country, as well as you know Latin America, South America. Um, up in Canada as well, obviously mm-hmm. with BC, um, just north of us. But you know, so it's a, it's definitely a different market. There's um, you know, production is growing around the world, but the demand is growing too. You know, yeah. there's the blueberries have become a staple, and yep. we're just kind of riding that um, that wave of demand with with the wave of supply. And um, prices aren't as high as maybe they used to be, but they're still yeah. profitable. Okay. And uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good because, again, we want these uh, growers around here, including yourself, to be making money because when that doesn't happen, farming doesn't happen, and we lose farmland and we you know, lose so many support businesses. It's all tied together here in, in the Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest farming economy. Again, local uh, raspberry and blueberry grower Todd Van Mersbergen with us here on the Farming Show this morning. Todd, thanks for uh, taking the time and, and all the good info. Yep, no no problem. Thanks, Dylan.